You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. From the wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Ishiguro here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Right out of the gate here, we got uh, your boy SV, probably the big fan of the Soda Pod. He's going to join us right off the hop for some uh, beer talk, as of this one's courtesy of Shane. And I've got producer Pigeon hitting switches and controls. Uh, what's going on, Pigeon? Uh, Hoppy, how are things uh, out there in Minnesota? Uh, things out here in Minnesota are now shut down, but I don't think that's news to anybody. Um, obviously, this just happened the last two days, so not really much to report back on how things are going. But I'm, I'm a little sad. I'm not going to see the the comments section blowing up because we got Shane right here. So, oh well, trust me. When when Shane leaves the stream, the comments <laughs> will blow up. Shane, how's it going, buddy? Good. I'm just. Uh... I cracked this a while ago. I'm already half done it, but it's uh, Ninja Panda. Oh, yeah. very nice. Very nice. Really and cool we'll, can. I, and I bought we'll, this mostly because of the can, but this is actually the beer that kind of got me into craft beers. And I'm pumped. That's why I wanted to bring Shane on. Uh, we'll bring on Shane also uh, either on the next episode or, or you know, in the next couple of weeks here because he got me another beer. And uh, because he's the expert, you know, he chose these saying that these were some of his favorites. And that's why he wanted me to try them here on the soda pod. I thought, uh, what the hell? I might as well bring on the, the expert to talk about them. But before we get into some beer talk and, and all things hockey here on the soda pod, episode 103, I just want to give a shout out to everybody tuning in on the stream or coming back and watching the videos on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and or Twitch. And of course, those uh, listening back on the podcast um, we'll get into the show rundown right away. We got the hoppy hour with uh, your boy SV, Shane Van Nice. And uh, then we're going to bring in our new friend of the show, fan of the show, now guest of the show, Jason Bryant. Uh, we got a little bit of hockey talk. There's not really much going on, ladies and gentlemen. World Junior talk will start to ramp up in the next few weeks here as you know, exhibition games are, are starting to go on. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll end the show, which I'm sure we'll sprinkle in some Malt Madness talk throughout the entire uh, episode, episode 103, that is. But uh, we'll really dive into things and, and check up on how uh, some of the matchups are going uh, for the Sweet 16 of Malt Madness. And right off the bat, thanks to everybody who's participating. Thanks to the breweries who signed up. It's been so much fun thus far, and we got a couple more rounds to go. Uh, with that being said, uh, Produce Pigeon, let's jump right into the hoppy hour first i'd like to propose a toast to umd goaltender alex stalak to stalak i love that stuff been drinking it for years you know i, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it well, you're all hopped out there it is there it is the ninja panda this is what shane got me i'm showing everybody here on the stream i'll take a picture and post it on twitter um, the Hoppy Hour on episode 103 of the Soda Pod. I'm about to crack this bad boy here. Shane, while I uh, while I taste this uh, this beautiful piece of art, as Hoppy knows, I love can art when it comes to craft beer. 
one more one more little view peeky poo for the fans there uh shane why don't you uh why don't you describe uh this for our listeners and i'll give uh i'll give my take on it as well all right well it's a west coast ipa which means west coast is when they add the hops during the boil as opposed to new england or hazy ipa which is after the boil and west coast ipas are usually less fruity and more other flavors like pine and stuff like that um yeah it's uh it's from three kingdoms Bruco, and that's a vancouver brewing company and uh yeah i it was my first one i tried and i'm, I'm glad i tried it because i'm liking it i like uh, I, like, uh, I like what you said it's a little it's a little sweet it's a little bit piney um but it's definitely something that like i think all see like d- doesn't matter what season it is you know some people like the sweeter ipas um pardon in the summertime you could drink this year round and it, it's it's not too hoppy which i like like it's definitely a stronger beer like like shane said stronger west coast ipa it's uh was it yeah seven percent but it's one of those sneaky seven percents where you could drink a few of these and then uh <laughs> and not know how good you feel till you uh stand up to go drain the main vein yeah this one i almost feel like it's almost a stronger seven percent too because like i don't know whenever i drink it I, I just always end up a little more sauce than i think i'm gonna be so <laughs> shane uh, do you do you like the electric unicorns phillips i, I brought a, a few of them on the, the podcast before i haven't tried that I, I recently just got into the craft beers before i was drinking miller genuine draft and stuff like that so poppy loves the miller <laughs> i know <laughs> um so so i mean not to toot our own horn here, but I'm sure the soda pot had a little bit of something to do with you getting into craft. Yeah, beer. yeah, for sure. Yeah, since since pretty much the malt madness, I just like I started buying craft beers. I started researching like what makes craft beer, like what makes certain kinds of beers, certain kinds of beers, and uh, yeah, I did a lot of research into malt madness and a lot of research into breweries around my area too. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's pretty interesting and to to see all the different stuff that makes each beer unique and stuff. So. I love how the West Coast Canadian went all out for Malt Madness. This warms my heart, Shane. Thank you so much. He gave me some thorough notes, man. He was pretty into it. Yeah, well, we got we'll have a couple more we have a couple more minutes here uh, with you, Shane, before we bring on Jason Bryant. I mean, look, you uh, you're a beer expert here. Is there anything you want to dive into with Hoppy? Because Hoppy, honestly, like he knows the ins and outs of the beer. I just like to review them mostly on taste, and Hoppy's teaching me more than you know more than you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, like I was just asking him, like, what got him into craft beer before this? Because uh, I don't know, I, I had this to get me into craft beer, but it's kind of I don't know. Like, I don't know a lot of people that are really into craft beer around these areas, but maybe it's more evident in Minnesota and stuff. Come I mean, on, there's no pockets shame. everywhere. Let's be honest. It's just, again, for me, it was a weird one where it was a peanut butter beer that got my interest because I originally hated IPAs, which I've put long behind me now. But uh, I, everything's just an acquired taste and. You know, it's kind of hard when everyone wants to get together and go to a brewery. I'm just like, sure, I'll see what's good here. Try a couple different ones and you just eventually figure out what your flavor is. Yeah, honestly, I'm not a big stout drinker. I, I, I've had a couple stouts and I, I can drink them, but I don't really enjoy them as much as like an IPA or like or like a dark ale or. My brother hates them, so you're okay, man. <laughs> I told him I'll have to get him the uh, the nutty the nutty uncle, and we'll we'll have to. We'll have there to you test go. I want to try that one. I gotta I gotta try that one before I judge him. Yeah, amazing. Well, thanks, Shane, for jumping on here for a little bit. I know you're gonna jump on the live stream and then start yeah. commenting. Um, you, you got me one more beer. You want to just quickly give a little teaser of it because again, the can art unbelievable. And I was actually originally gonna crack that one, but you're like, wait, let, let's talk about the 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 Ninja Panda since you had one cracked uh, ready for the soda pod. Yeah, actually, when I, when I gave you that one, I hadn't even tried it yet. I just thought it looked really cool. 
and I got I actually asked um I, I asked what what the the people at the liquor store thought of it and stuff or like what they recommend and stuff for Phantom Brewery because Phantom Brewery is actually kind of a it's kind of a weird brewery because like for some reason I log in on my computer I can't scroll down it just says Phantom Beer and that's all it says but on my phone I can so I don't know maybe they don't have that figured out or maybe they're trying to be mysterious I don't know but <laughs> yeah. I don't really know too much about the unicorn one I just know it's a double IPA it has floral notes in it and uh, yeah it's pretty good too but I like I like this one more. The, the ninja panda awesome well do your homework and we'll bring you on when uh when i review that one all right all right sounds good awesome well thanks again shane we'll talk to you soon buddy sounds good bye that was uh your boy sv my my good friend shane and huge supporter of well the hockey podcast network in general but uh he's got a he's got a special place in his heart here for uh, the soda pod <laughs> he's making me look like a fool when it comes to talking about beer eh, hoppy he definitely knows what he's talking about, man. And like he said, he's only been going at it for a little bit here. So yeah, no excuses. It's, it's pretty cool, man. We, we hung out the other day, actually went to brewery the day before the restrictions actually kicked in uh, here, here in BC. And we went and just got a flight and tested out some, uh, some brews there at Longwood, uh, Longwood brewing. So shout out to them. Nice. Um, all right. We got, we got two, we got a two for one special here in the, at the hoppy hour. We're going to bring in our friend, uh, Jason Bryant, Jason, how's it going? Uh, it is it is a glorious day and it's stout season. It is Cheers, stout season. Yes, it, it is. is stout season. Oh, amazing! Of course, um, in Florida where it never really gets cold, it's not really. It can never. Is it really stout season in Florida? But here, in in you know we've we've got cold weather. We've got stout season. We've got some good ones to choose from. So uh, I loaded up yesterday. I made sure I was prepared for my uh, my debut voyage here on the Soda Pod. So oh, cheers, uh, sir! I, 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 Love cheers it. to that. I, my biggest problem was deciding which jersey to wear. I'm like, okay, I'm coming on a hockey show. <laughs> what do I do? And I have to go with the Charlestown Chiefs, you know, because aggressive hockey is back in town. I love it. I love it. My producer here is just losing it. Um, that's amazing. That's amazing. Hey, it sounds like he's supporting me and Judge Joey this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean series not not movie but anyways um jason but before uh you know we, we dive into to actually like interviewing you and, and getting into everything you bring uh to to both the media sphere hockey and sports in general um you uh we, we actually met in a, in a funny way it, it, funny to me anyways because a similar way that uh that i met hoppy here uh you were a listener of the show now not a long time listener i don't know how back in the vault you even have gone or if you just started listening but what, what episode did you start jumping on the soda pod here and uh, what, what what led you ultimately to this interview? It was the malt madness tweet because I okay. follow on Twitter a bunch of the uh, the Minnesota breweries. I actually even have a list that is, you know, I got D1 wrestling and I got Minnesota beer. And I saw this retweeted by the soda pod. I'm like, wait. And I look it up. I was like, wait a minute. A Minnesota wild craft beer podcast. If you want to talk about niching down <laughs> that, you know, I'm still trying to work. I mean, lived in Minnesota seven eight and a half years total, but been back for seven years. I'm like, I still been trying to crack that nut of trying to, you know, become a wild fan. I like hockey. I'm not a diehard like you guys are, but it's like, okay, I'm, I'm here. I grew up without professional hockey. I, I finally, okay. I live here. Might as well try to adopt the native, the native sons of, of Minnesota. So uh, I saw that. And then of course I've been in the craft beer snobbery, if you will, for, for a couple of years since uh, we settled back here in Minnesota. And it's just like, okay, we got hockey and we got Minnesota crap, but that is, it's, it's, it's a weird crossover. I'm like, all right, let me check this show out. So I start, I download it. I start listening to episode 99. I'm standing in my kitchen and you know, we're talking like two weeks ago and I hear you guys pitch the, the live stream on Twitch. And I'm like, 
Well, let me follow these guys on Twitch. So open up my Twitch app, hit follow. You guys are live right then and there. And I'm like, well, crap, this is fortuitous. <laughs> this is the word I used. And and it was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. And then all of a sudden, I, I you guys are on Facebook. I'm sitting there. My kids are, you know, having a bath or something. And I'm like, I'm just listening. I'm listening. I'm either down here in the office or uh, or I'm on my phone. It was just, it was really quick. So, and then boom, Wednesday night. Oh, you pop up again. Okay, they, they're Wednesday, Wednesday and Sunday. We got this. Check that box. So it was really just like I, I followed Minnesota Beer and Breweries. They retweeted the the Malt Madness brackets, and I started voting. And then I saw saw what it was, and it was it was that simple. Here he is, two weeks later, and I'm I'm now on the show drinking a, a nut goody porter. Oh, there it is. I was just about to ask. I mean, at, like you said. Definitely, definitely stout season that we're getting into here. And that, that's the beauty of Minnesota, too, compared to Florida is, you know, because we're up north, you can get porters and stouts year round if you want to. And I personally do. But right now is when it's going to be real peak season for it. Um, I'm assuming you've had the Nut Goody Porter before, or is this, uh, this is, your I first think the third year in a row I've gotten it. And Beautiful. it was one of those things. I was actually picking up the Beer Dabbler Season 4 box at Certix uh, last week. And I was like, well, let me see what they got. Because typically I was just in the first time I'd picked it up. I really didn't peruse their selection very well. And I was like, okay, oh, there's spirit foul. Oh, there's nut goody. Done, done. I had a pretty good weekend. So, uh, yeah, this is the, also the last one of this Also quite fortuitous. Pack. Yes. Um, the nut goody, it, 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 the, first, the first sip I had, I was like, hmm, I, I wasn't quite used to it. I mean, I didn't grow up with the nut goody. I'm not originally from Minnesota. So the, the, the Pearson's candy is something new to me. But uh, having, having that and, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm – kind of a waffle here and there on the on the pastry stouts or the sweet you know super sweet uh kind of i don't want to call them gimmicky stouts because i told them they should make this thing year-round i'd buy it so uh that that was definitely one that's uh that i'm drinking right now out of the the 20 ounce mat talk glass the ounces are what we have below the 49th parallel of (laughs) of our unit of measurement so just just helping them out here Uh, that metric system stuff you guys confuse me although i'm both i'm half american half canadian although i still get confused half the time yeah, well, you guys keep talking kilometers. I, I, I'm out. I check out on that because uh, I got the I'm kilos getting, down because of those, wrestling. Those are the but... ones that I can actually keep up with. The rest of it confuses the hell out of me. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying for all our American listeners because <laughs> only like a fraction of them are Canadians. So. <laughs> See, I just do the reverse math. I know that a 5K for cross country is 3.1 miles, and I just like come up with rough numbers based on that. Yeah, no, um, kilos, 2.2 pounds. There. International wrestling, it's all kilos. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, man. I'm going to get a concussion here in a second. Um, well, before we even get into more of the beer or hockey talk, uh, Jason, again, we just met kind of, sort of, on Twitter. The he last gave Shane a run, a run for his money in the comments section is what he did. Yeah, that, too. Uh, dude, when I'm a podcast listener and I know Shane, they're reading Shane comments, that personally. I'm all about, hey, let's see how many times they can mention my name on the show. No, it's not quite <laughs> like that. But hey, That's exactly what Shane does. So, <laughs> But, I mean, give us the background here. I know you've got a long, long history of whether it be announcing, journalism, what have you in the wrestling world. I mean, just give us a little glimpse of your background and kind of where you came from. Yeah, this is this is my fan moment. I, I I get to take the journalist hat off a bit because I've been I've been writing sports since I was fifteen. Uh, started working at a newspaper when I was just days after turning sixteen. Uh, snag phones, worked in a sports department, worked my way up. Eventually, was laying out pages and copy editing. But with that, I've also been broadcasting, doing PA announcing. Uh, I, I started doing PA announcing when I was fourteen years old in high school. So I've been behind a microphone for a very long time. Currently, 
uh, run Mad Talk Online, which is a, a podcast network, not too indifferent from what we have here at uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, where I've got a network of, of college and Olympic-level wrestling shows, uh, most of which I started out hosting myself, working with different college teams from around the country and different wrestling clubs and organizations. But uh, I started just was a sports fan, was a sports junkie growing up, wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Wrestling kind of took a, took took me in another direction using all of that stuff back in, in the late 90s. And I've been covering wrestling full-time since 2005. Uh, I've, I've covered multiple world uh, – covered dozens of world championships and uh, I've announced the worlds. I've announced the Olympic Games. I announced the NCAA Division One, Division Three, and the NCAA champ, or NAIA championships uh, in the arena. I did Rio in 2016. So – Wow. Uh, wrestling is is pretty much everything that I, I revolve around business wise, but I do have some some hockey experience. I was an intern uh, my freshman year in college, my first freshman year, I like to say, uh, with then the Hampton Roads Admirals of the East Coast Hockey League, which was of course then the East Coast Hockey League because the ECHL means something. I think it just means the ECHL now, uh, you know. So uh, was was in an era with with guys like Rocket Rod Taylor and Ronnie Magic and legendary coach John Brophy. I mean, it was just uh, it was it was an interesting experience working for the Admirals that year. They were the last team into the playoffs in 97, 98, swept. I believe they swept the Peoria Rivermen in the first round. And all of a sudden, a magical run and, and they beat the Pensacola Ice Pilots in the finals uh, of the ECHL to win the Kelly Cup. They were the, like literally five things had to happen for the Admirals to make the playoffs. And they all happened on that road trip. So <laughs> when we come back to scope. I guess I'm working a couple more games. Because the last thing I said to, to I was a broadcast intern, so I was working with Tom Grace and Pat Shetler, who was doing the call for for the radio. And it was like, okay, well, we'll we'll follow up with my internship uh, when we get back. And then all of a sudden, we got games. So uh, that was the short version. But I've been covering wrestling uh, as a journalist. I worked at it, as I said, the newspaper, the Daily Press, in Newport News, Virginia. Uh, I've had a couple stints uh, in various wrestling organizations, the National Wrestling Coaches Association of Pennsylvania. Uh, where uh, where you get to see the the PIAA state wrestling championships at the Giant Center, home of the Hershey Bears. So uh, you know there's there's a little hockey tie in there. Uh, moved moved up here, and then uh, that job that I, I tried to start a television company with uh, that kind of tanked after a year. And then ended up working with USA Wrestling, the national governing body, out in Colorado. I spent a, spent a couple times uh, over at World Arena watching Colorado college hockey. Uh, you know, a real cool Division three school that plays division uh, that, that that plays Division one ice hockey. And, you know, then came back to Minnesota, been to a couple of wild games. Try, don't go to as many as I, I think I can. It's just schedules don't really uh, compare too well during the wrestling season because that is also hockey season. So that is a short version uh, of my role in sports. So uh, pretty much I'm a PA announcer and, and a journalist, and I have my own podcasting company. And my main podcast, the Short Time Wrestling Podcast, is, is pretty interesting. So uh, tomorrow I've got a, a boatload of interviews with a movie called The Last Champion, which comes out December 8th, which I actually play a small role in as myself with a couple Olympic oh, nice. champions on the broadcast team. So I'm loaded nice. up with podcast interviews tomorrow. So it's going to be a pretty exciting week. <sighs> a lot of words. Take a well, breath. Wow. Well, I mean, a with, with that schedule, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, you could squeeze this in, sir. And I mean, very decorated, you know, career and, you know, you're dialed into all things sports. And it's cool because like before, I've always been a hockey fan. I grew up in... Uh, Northern BC here at uh, British Columbia, Canada, and you know, junior in a town where there were two different junior hockey teams, uh, both with the C uh, the the CHL, the, well, the Western Hockey League with the Prince George Cougars, and also uh, a British Columbia hockey team for Junior A. Two huge like competitive uh, competitive teams at the time, and so like I went to all those games growing up and stuff. But like 
uh, UFC was actually like my thing. Like MMA was my thing before hockey. And then I got, you know, through fighting and then through the Vancouver Canucks actually here out, out West uh, doing really well and going on that playoff run. That's where I kind of divulged, you know, my attention more to hockey uh, versus MMA. But I totally get that, uh, that, that different style of sport and having uh, that decorated background and interest and stuff like that. And I love talking about them all. I just found that, you know, especially locally talking about hockey. I mean, <laughs> everybody all the time just lives and breathes this sport up here in Canada, much like they do uh, in, in Minnesota. But just quickly to touch on your company there. I mean, um, I as well, you know, uh, co-founded the Hockey Podcast Network with uh, my business partner, Dylan Kayser. Um, What was kind of your inspiration and, and other than, you know, just trying to hustle in the business world side of it, but like what, what was the inspiration to start a, an actual network? Because for us, it was mostly, we tried to, we tried to build up one certain brand, which we were respectfully doing on radio and, and podcasting at the time. And just at the end of the day, it came down to, if we're putting all this time into it and can't monetize it in a competitive market, then we'll just, instead of making one or two podcasts, we'll make 32 plus. <laughs> uh, and that was kind of our way of, you know, that was our idea. And then maybe built build on other networks from there. But well, where was your origin story? Uh, even just uh, the Coles notes in regards to, to your story building a sports network. Well, I'd done a podcast since 2008. That's one of the things that I moved out here in Minnesota to do. And if I'd have, if I, we'd have had the technology today to do what we're like, for example, right now, well, what we're doing with StreamYard for this if we'd have had this i might still be doing that because that didn't exist right. that was so hard to do so 0809 we did this thing called wrestling 411 i didn't pick the name didn't have any choice over the name we just ran with it we made it work that was my first foray into podcasting then when when that company as i alluded to it tanked i started a podcast writing my own H, uh, xml code before i even wow. knew oh this stuff is out here so i'm doing it the hard way at usa wrestling but you know i leave usa wrestling after my my oldest daughter's born we move back to minnesota where my wife is from and I'm covering wrestling. I kind of working with this this magazine website brand that picked me up and uh, kind of lured me back here. And I'm I'm on my way to Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm I'm listening to college sports radio on XM. And I hear like the Alabama coaches show, followed by the Auburn coaches show, followed by the Oregon coaches show. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, we've only got a couple schools that do this. Penn State does a coaches show. Oklahoma State does one, but and, and the Iowa one is pretty much you know kind of online only with behind their uh, you know their paywall. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself wrestling really doesn't have this so i was like well i know what i'm doing with the tech i've got a pretty reputable name i said well let's let's figure this out so i, I called a buddy to say hey do you think this is feasible to start this up and it's like yeah dude go for it so I, uh, later that year i went down to the the nwca convention which the national wrestling coaches association and i started you know i was working with them as a freelancer uh, on certain projects and you know i'm kind of talking the idea up to some people and i start with my alma mater which ironically just cut wrestling uh, back in April, and I, I kind of gave him an alumni discount, as, as I called it. And then, you know, hey, I, I need I need that guinea pig. And then I went with uh, later at that that convention. It's like, all right, well, let's talk to the coach of Virginia Tech, who was a high school coach before he was coaching in college, and I had known him since our teams ran into each other. And I was twenty seconds into my pitch, and he said, "I'll do it." So right off the bat, I had two people that I knew that backed me up. So that is, you know, how how it really started, and then. I got another show, come, another school comes on, another school comes on. So I, I, I needed a, a guinea pig, and, and I, my alma mater did that. But I also had my show, which was the flagship. And then the, the, there was a show by the National Wrestling Hall of Fame's Dan Gable Museum that I had been recording and putting out as a podcast for them, you know, for years. So there, there's two shows already, and then I got the three schools on board. So there's five. So And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my goodness, we could have, you know, 30 shows on the network, 20 shows, and I could do this. And I was like, oh, I could record it. Well pump the brakes on that a little bit 
because you know I'm the sweat equity guy. I'm also the you know there's only a certain amount of hours in the day. So that's really how I got started, and I had a couple schools do it. So uh, that's uh, that that's kind of the origin story. In that's case, awesome. Yes, there are behind me. There's a Fair State tacker. There's a Surly tacker. I'm wearing a Fair State hat. You can't see around the corner. I have an Indeed tacker and a Bent Paddle tacker. So uh, that's what I've got here. I've got um, behind me uh, this way here. I've got the um, just little of the the coasters that I get. A lot of those are coming from the beer dab. I'll give you a little shot of, of what I've got over here. So there we go. Some Minnesota fans. Yeah. Some glasses back here. There are various draft glasses and pint glasses from from around the uh, the country, around the world, actually, because I got some stuff from you know I travel around the world. I've been to twenty some countries covering wrestling. So I try to try to find a brewery. Uh, you know, I found craft beer in Kazakhstan. You know, I mean, it yes. was one of those cool things. Hawking that, craft beer. That's what I'm saying. I got to bring them on this beer, and, and we played, uh, well, the the team that played in the arena that I announced the world championships in, in Nur Sultan was home of uh, the KHL. So oh, okay. the, the team, the Kazakh, the team in well, Astana, Kazakh, you know, now it's been renamed Nur Sultan. So, you know, I've you know, got one of the berries. I think that means snow leopard or something. You know, this KHL stuff all over the place. And it's just like, all right, craft beer and hockey in Kazakhstan. And then later went to a barbecue with like one of the the presidents of their like youth hockey federation, uh, you know, twenty minutes outside of town. It was one of that's a strange story too. But uh, oh, a- anything coming <laughs> out of the KHL is usually a strange story. It was you know Kazakhstan. You know, it's one of those you, you say that you you sit there like Kazakhstan. I've been to Uzbekistan, not so good. Uh, <laughs> Kazakhstan, awesome. I hear it's, it's amazing. Like Kazakhstan, yeah, yeah. It, their their motto should be "We don't suck." I mean, because it was great. <laughs> I mean, it's like. If it wasn't 23 hours to get over there, I'd go back. Well, there's also that pandemic thing. I won't even talk about eating the horse, but that's a different story entirely. Look, too. when when Kazakhstan, when uh, actually when BC or Vancouver and Vancouver Island hosted the World Juniors uh, a couple years ago, Victoria, because it was split between uh, one of the smaller cities on Vancouver Island and then on the mainland of Vancouver is where they had like the bigger games. Kazakhstan played on Vancouver Island in Victoria. And the locals here, just like that, they honestly supported them like they were Canada because Canada was playing obviously in Vancouver and the bit, you know, on the bigger stage, they sold like Kazakhstan. They sold out of all their gear. Everyone supported them. And like, I think they only scored like three or four goals in the entire tournament, but when they did, the <laughs> arena was just like going nuts so that we've kind of adopted them here in Vancouver Island as, uh, as one of our national teams. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, another, another hockey tie in there. Now that I'm, you're bringing all this stuff up, I'm thinking, well, we do do a lot of our events and arenas that host hockey and, you know, the junior hockey, you're talking about junior hockey. That is a foreign world to me. I don't know anything about junior hockey other than I have a Cedar Rapids Rough Riders shirt that <laughs> I bought when we hosted the, the NCAA Division Three championships at the Cedar Rapids Ice Arena because the U.S. Cellular Center was under construction. You want to talk about <laughs> cramming six wrestling mats into a, and it was a junior rink, so the ice sheet is not as big. I mean, they're right up to it. That's why I love the, you know, the NCAAs in St. Louis because St. Louis has that, that gigantic ice mm-hmm. sheet. So you're not we're we're not on the end zone uh, of these these arenas because the mat space and whatnot. We've got plenty of room on the side. So uh, you go to you go to places that have a smaller sheet of ice and and the stands are right up to it. It can be pretty tight in there for wrestling events. Dang. So I mean, you've done a wide range of wrestling coverage: high school, college, worlds, Olympics. Like, tell me, maybe go both directions here, but take it however you want. Like what's the craziest place you've gone to, whether it's announce or write about a match or competition and what's the, the coolest event you've attended? Well, any, I've been to two Olympics. So London is my favorite city in the world. 
Um, it is Budapest is also up there too. That's that's a really cool cool city. But London, it's it's my. It's on my list. That's on my, my list. Actually. It's my uh, my oldest daughter's middle name, and then you know been to Rio, and that's my youngest daughter's middle name. So my my daughters are there. <laughs> you know, Ruby Rio and Lucy London, that is, that is not accidental, but when it comes to the coolest place, I mean, you know, to say you went to Kazakhstan, you know, or, or, or seeing the United States win a world championship in Paris, but the coolest situation happened in Rio when Helen Maroulis became the first woman from the United States to win a gold medal in wrestling. And, you know, Olympic Women's wrestling has only been in since 2004. Canada, just to give you a little update, Canada really, really good in women's wrestling. They had, they've had Olympic champions in wrestling too. So uh, they are really them in the U.S. are really, really good when when it comes to women's wrestling. But when Helen won and had, I'd known her since she was a sophomore in high school, and when she stepped to the podium, and I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, please rise for the national anthem of the United States of America. And it was one of the most wow, just, just. I mean, I'm sitting there. Chills, right? Chills. Chills. I'm, like, yep. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, please ride. It was just like, I was just trying wow. to keep my composure. That's crazy. So that was, um, that was really, what's also an interesting, and, and this wasn't a bad place, uh, Baku, Azerbaijan is the first time I ever left the country, unless you count driving in to Niagara Falls from the Buffalo Niagara Falls side. <laughs> really doesn't count. You know, if you can, if you can walk across a bridge, be in another country and it's just, it's there. It's, I, you know, okay. I love Canada. I've been there multiple times. It just, I d- that didn't seem to me to be international, especially since there were seven Starbucks on every corner in Niagara Falls on the Canadian side, but Baku, Look, you can have Toronto time. and Niagara Falls. We don't want them anyways. No. Well, I, I had a good, it was a good brewery in Niagara Falls. I even found a, a bar called the blind pig. Uh, just outside of the tourist areas that had some really, really good local uh, local Canadian beers up there in the uh, in the Niagara Falls area. I'm not really quite sure what's beyond it. I think it was still technically Niagara Falls. But, uh, yeah, those are the two, two interesting places. I mean, I, I get to go to some strange places. I mean, I've spent the last 22 summers in Fargo, North Dakota for a week at a time covering the you know, junior national championships. My nephew goes to school there now. Go figure. And then, uh, of course, the, you know, they got Drecker, they got Junkyard right across the, the border there in, in Moorhead. So uh, I basically kind of carved out places now when I go. It's like, okay, it's wrestling. We got some beer. Let's go find this out. But oh, man. Uh, I, I don't want to dog my friends who are from Uzbekistan, but that was probably the worst trip I've, I've ever had because <laughs> everybody got sick. Uh, we walk into the hotel, the ATM's down. It's like, oh, when's, when's the ATM going to be fixed? Oh, not long, week, two weeks. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how do we, you know, the, the technology wasn't, wasn't super great. Uh, I mean, there were some, there was definitely some good times to be had. There were, I think we sang more karaoke there, uh, than, than I did my entire life. And I sang a lot of karaoke, uh, poorly, but also entertainingly. So, uh, I'm one of few people I think on this planet that have sang karaoke in Coralville, Iowa and Tashkent, Uzbekistan in the same calendar year. <laughs> That's Yo, crazy. I, I, I honestly believe that 100%. <laughs> No, I, I got to put you on the spot here then, Jason, because I've pretty much banged the drums for Drecker and Junkyard over and over on this podcast. Please either confirm or contest what I've been saying about how incredible they are. Drecker is, you know, it's hard to get, you know, and here in the cities, I live on the north side of the city. So what you get down where your way is different from where I go. Yeah. So it, I, I have to really struggle to get Junkyard. And when I do, the, I think one of the uh, the bottle shops near here, that is definitely got them. By the time I get there, up there to deliveries, 
the stuff you're trying to get is gone. Even <laughs> yep. even they're really good on social. So it's like you know they're coming. And, and I think one of the the uh, workers at the uh, I think it's the one on Stenson that I go to. Uh, like yeah, they're people that follow their van around because they're limited to you know one crowler per trip. So they're following the the delivery van around to like five or six places in the metro to to, to get them. So, uh, but you know, you go into Drecker and Fargo, and it's it's just it's laid back, it's cool. It's I mean it's nothing super unique about it, you know, compared to tap rooms. I mean a lot of tap rooms have the have the outdoor games and the board games, and but they they're they're just distinct styles. It's not like I I don't think they focus on one thing super you know, intently, because again, I'm not there all the time. I, I get, I get into their tap room once, twice a year, but the, just the, they do everything well. And they've got that, that fruited sour series that I got a crowler of that from uh, the last beer dabbler season three. And I'm like, and you know, it's like, okay, is this blueberry, like lemon pie cobbler <laughs> kind of thing. And I'm like, cause prize yeah. did a, a state fair beer. That was a blueberry cobbler. That was pretty good. I felt like I needed a scoop of ice cream in it, but this one, I'm like, okay, let's try it. And I'm like, Holy crap, this is amazing. You know, a fruited sour that was, you know, purple, and it was just – there. I have never had a bad beer from Drecker. Junkyard, I've only had a, the opportunity to, to go a couple of them. And they're some of the ones that I had the opportunity to get. They're really high on the uh, the hoppiness. So, and I'm, you know, like like you said, Hoppy, I'm, I'm weaving my way into the IPAs. It's not like I'm a hophead by any means. I can tolerate them a lot better sure. than I can now, and I'm – I can see the distinct flavors. I still can't. I'm still not one of these people that's going to be a high level Cicerone or anything like that. It's just like, you know, if I'm, you know, I listen to a, a beer podcast and they'll sit there and be like, sniff it. Oh, bready, crackery. Mm, hints of, you get that? Yeah. I'm just like, damn, that's good. Right. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm less scientific about I'm what closer I like. to you. <laughs> yeah. Have you I, tried the Juice King? That's what Hoppy sent me. I uh, have not had that okay. one. Okay. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Definitely more on the summer, like on the like sweeter summer side, but definitely worth it. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. And what I'll say too is that needs a refill. Oh, next up, uh, let's see. I, I brought two out here. I, I know that uh, I, think, nice. I think bad weather's still in the in the in the bracket, right? Oh yes, they are. They're in a tight one too. It's ominous, so I'm going to go there. This is a uh, double brown, so it's about seven and a half. I had picked up a sixer this yesterday too, so I am uh, going to crack this one over as we go. Because it's one thing too when we were going to have the NCAA wrestling championships here in Minnesota before COVID shut everything down. This room was was being built. This is a renovation. This is my speakeasy. There is a secret door to this room. Like, <laughs> you're right around the corner. I've got a beer fridge just off what? camera over here. Yeah. Everything else is like, you don't know. There's a hidden door to get into this office. So this is where all my shit gets put up. All, all the stuff that I want to put on the walls and my wife doesn't want to see, it comes in here. So I oh, that bar. You... You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's got its, it's own beer It's literally fridge. a man cave. Literally. Yeah, Post COVID, I'm absolutely coming and having a beer there. I'm just <laughs> you a warning, like whether or not I'm invited, I'm just gonna be there. <laughs> no, that bar was built specifically for for beer drinking and podcasting because it's wired to this the setup that I'm sitting at on my desk right now, running through the ceiling to my mixer. So oh there's gonna be mics my over there. God. I, I took care of this stuff. So and then you know the pennants behind me that 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 wasn't really the idea with that, but I do have. Three Minnesota hockey references over here. So no kidding. We got the the Minnesota North Stars, which you just off the screen there. That was a vintage one. That's I think that's from 1970-ish. Beautiful. And then below it, the Minnesota Fighting Saints from the WHA. And then the rare Minnesota Moose from the IHL. That's the best one. Yeah, they you know, when they brought the wild here. Where did the moose have to go? They we kicked them up north past the angle to uh, to Manitoba. Manitoba, the Manitoba moose. So uh, hey, both the, names just you know ring off the tongue. You know, oh yeah, Minnesota it, moose, Manitoba moose. 
two great franchises. You know, and as yeah. much as I'm, tr- I'm trying to get into the wild, it's just something about the wild, man. I'm still, I know you guys being wild fans and whatnot, you know, you kind of get that. I well, mean, I kind of love the North Stars gear. I know why they can't do that, but I've always, there was a, a radio guy back home in Virginia that when, when the, when the North Stars moved, Eddie said, why? And this is a gruff guy. He may have stolen this from somebody else, but I always thought it was a great idea. It's like, why didn't they change the colors to red, white, and blue and call them the Dallas Lone Stars? And you could keep the North Stars name here because, I mean, I, I remember when I first started watching hockey in 1988, I saw this, this, the old green North Stars jersey skate by. I didn't even know it was on Sports Channel. That's how long ago this thing was. And we only got Sports Channel like half the time because it shared a channel with Home Team Sports, which is why I hate the Capitals because yeah, that channel. Yeah. Anyway. But the 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 jerseys, you know, came by the screen, and I saw an N and a star, and I'm like, "That's got to be the Minnesota North Stars." I just guessed it, and I was like, "Oh, that is the name of that team. Cool." So that's yeah. how that was my. I remember that was my first interaction with what the North Stars were, and then uh, well, Jason, here's my pitch. Then, um, first off, again, extremely fortuitous for you that the Wild okay, finally okay, have a GM it. who knows what's going on. And they have a path like they're not going to win the Stanley Cup next year. Don't go in with those expectations. But within the next two, three years, this is a team that definitely can be a playoff caliber type team. And, you know, depending on the moves that Garen continues to make. Who knows where from there, but also for you, they just released the reverse retro jerseys, which do bring in that North Stars tie. I personally am not the biggest fan of them. I've I've been outspoken on that, but. For the people that do like, love that old North like, Stars feel, take it. I problem here's what I have. I'm I'm fairly frugal. And you know, I, I you know, I how many times do I make runs to to Total Wine or St. Anthony Villa, the wine and spirit shore or, or the liquor barrel that are right near my house? Those are not plugs by any means. They just have to be where I get my stuff mainly. Is hey, if it gets you back on the show, plug away. Hey, Fuck you me. know, I, I got a feeling this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship, but we, we, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be relying on you guys to teach me more about the wild than, than, you know, I've got people that I know that work in sports around here that, you know, they'll, they'll be part of the situation. I can keep up with them, but you know, this is, this is my fandom here. I don't, I don't need to cover the wild. I, I don't want to cover the, I want to be a fan. I get to be a fan on so few levels that this, like I, like I was telling Hoppy, I had a long, I would go at long diatribes on Twitter about how I was so happy to find this show because it's just like these are I, I I need I mean I'm a I'm a sports junkie but sometimes when you're you work in sports journalism for so long you kind of it's kind of hard to be a fan yeah. and you know I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan and and through the much of the 80s and most of the 90s I was the only guy you know I had the orange jacket and you know oh great you know my favorite player was the kicker you know <laughs> it's like, that's how bad the team was so you know and then to, you know finally feel like I can I can have a team in my my hockey growing up in Hampton, Newport News, Virginia, you know, we had the Admirals, but I didn't know much about the hockey scene. I hated the Capitals because I hated everything that was on home team sports. So that I was just going to say our, our boy from uh, from Virginia. I mean, he's a huge Capitals guy. <laughs> yeah, but Northern Virginia and where I'm from are like two different countries. It's like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, Nova and Hampton Roads. It's just like Richmond. Like, and, and speaking of the ECHL, great rivalries in that lower level league yes, of hockey. Yes, yes. I was like Richmond. We they do the dun. Dun, 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 dun. we wouldn't even be playing Richmond and we'd be like, Richmond sucks. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's just like one of those, those things. And, you know, didn't really have a pro team to gravitate to. And that was right around the time, you know, I, I was watching, you know, I think the, I think the flames won at that year at 88. And then I start, you know, keeping up with stuff. And, and I, and I remember 
sitting there looking at, at, at these these games on TV. I'm like, okay, I got to figure that out. Got to figure that out. Okay, then we go to go to an Admirals game, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I mean, eight thousand people, and it was fights there. You know, I mean, the, the the Renegades and the Admirals would would I don't know if it was them or the Greensboro Monarchs that puck dropped, gloves dropped, melee right at the opening face off. I mean, those Love things it. are like you know, and then Brophy coaching, in, in which you know the rumor is is that Slapshot was was loosely based around John Brophy. As you know, Reg Dunlap and and, and that character. And yeah, I, that's I what I heard, and I was reading that too, uh, doing a little show prep here, because um, I know you got a few stories about him. He coached uh, the entirety of the time uh, with the Hampton, uh, with the Hampton Roads Admirals. I mean, what was it eleven or twelve seasons, three championships? I mean, made the playoffs every single year, and you, I mean, you were lucky enough to work with them. Yeah, and he also he also coached the Maple Leafs, if I'm not mistaken, back in the '80s. But uh, but. So I'm 19, 18. I'm 18, my first year in college. And of course, I have a form of identification to get me in places that I'm probably not supposed to be. As a broadcast intern, it's one of the first two games of the year. And I, I go down and I meet Brophy. And I had since been going to games. My buddy, oddly enough, the guy that took me to my first Admirals games, the guy that took me to my first wrestling match. So who knows where my career could have gone if I'd have favored hockey more than wrestling. And I'm, I'm in the office at Scope. And the GM's there, and, and I, I walk up and shook Coach Brophy's hand, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just way too immature to really have this this gig to begin with. Most of these internships are going to seniors that are trying to get TV gigs, and I'm like, hey, is is there any correlation between you and the Brophy who pissed himself in Slapshot? And he just, eh, eh. he just kind of shook me. He's like, I don't know what you're, what you're talking about. It's like the movie, the hockey movie, Slapshot. And he's like, okay. And I just, I kind of left. And I, you know, I saw people looking at me a little weird. And I just walked out. And then, so Tom Grace is like, hey, and he's from Boston. Jay, do you have your ID? I was like, yeah. I said, we're going to go out tonight. You can hang out with, with Todd and Beth. You could stay with them. They're the other interns. Uh, I'm, I don't know how bad my Boston accent is. But then we end up going <laughs> to this place down at the beach. And I'm sitting next to Tom and Brophy is, Brophy is the most profane individual I had ever come across in my life. And his hands were like permanently like this and i'm not speaking ill of the dead matter of fact this is the opposite of speaking ill this is quite an amazing individual and i know so little about it but his hands were like either permanently shaped from holding a hockey stick or punching people i wasn't quite sure but i was sitting across the table and i'm you know i'm drinking a bud light because i don't know what beer was at 18 i shouldn't have even been there and i, and I mentioned slap shot again and then grace elbows me and goes pulls me in and goes jason never ever mentioned that movie around john brophy the movie, the character is about him. He hates the movie. And I told him what happened earlier. I'm like, Tom, I brought this up to him like earlier about, he said, you did? Okay. Okay. If he did, if he thought you were messing with him, you wouldn't be sitting at this table with him because he would have punched you in the face. If you, I was like, okay. I was like, I didn't know that. And he goes, okay. He, he knows you didn't know. It's okay. Apparently later that day, Brophy tells Grace, how old is that kid? Yeah, we shouldn't be out with him. He, he's, well, he's got an ID. Well, uh, let's not do that. So fast forward years later, uh, the Admirals have gone to the AHL. And we're I'm, I'm working a, a youth. I worked for this wrestling organization, helped found it called the Virginia Challenge, middle school age groups to, to, to create events for our kids since we don't have a state-sanctioned middle school wrestling organization. So I'm checking into the hotel, and I see a Richmond Renegades schedule card as I'm checking in. I'm like, Richmond sucks. And the guy just slipped behind the counter is like, well, it's like, I used to work for the Admirals. We used to, we used to chant that at games. I mean, it was a long time ago. Oh, he goes, well, well then, uh, 
we were the host hotel for the opposing teams when they come in because Richmond was still in the ECHL. He goes, you'll love who we, who we got in here tonight. And I looked at the schedule and I went, Brophy. The Wheeling Nailers were in town. And this is the second yeah, Wheeling nice. Nailers reference in like two weeks on this show. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. Brophy, you know, whatever. The Wheeling Nailers are staying here. The next morning I wake up, I go to get in the elevator to go over to the venue. There's Brophy in the freaking elevator. <laughs> I'm like, Coach Brophy. Like, you don't remember me. Hi, I'm, I'm Jason Bryant. Uh, I was, uh, I was like, I was an intern the year we won the cup. Uh, a good team's good run. <laughs> How's your team this year? We suck. It's like, all right, coach, have a good one. I'm like, the last time I was just like, it's one of those things. It's like, and again, shook his hand. It was just, just this handshake was just like, John Brophy is also when we were at the Daily Press, we had a a clipping of a press or press conference quote from Brophy might have been 200 words 50 of them you could print I mean it was just <laughs> he's a if, hockey if you guy, run into an old it. grizzled hockey coach you know what I'm talking about and this guy yeah. I mean <laughs> you know it's like Jeff Foxworthy stand-up if if truckers ask ask your mother to watch their language I mean it was like yeah so that that's my um those those are my my greatest hockey stories to be honest with you it's, it's what I got amazing better than anything I have <laughs> I mean, and I just won the cup that year, too. Well, well, thing is, that playoff run against Roanoke, against the Roanoke Express, Brophy got in a fight with the opposing team's goaltender. And Brophy was in his 70s at the time. And it's just like, he's like, and then the owner of the Admirals got in the mix of it, too. I mean, it was, those were some fun times in the ECHL, let me tell you. Still <laughs> probably beat the wheels off him. Old time hockey. Old time. Well, the, the ECHL. You know, Eddie Shore. <laughs> The ECHL is keeping that old time hockey alive. So, cheers to them. Yeah. So that was those are my, those are my hockey experiences. But uh, yeah. Well, hey, th- there will be many more to come now that we're going to get you on board as a Wild fan moving forward. But uh, I mean, I guess now that we've plowed through wrestling and hockey, well, let's just wrap it up here with beer. I know you've oh, already yeah. hit on so, what you're drinking tonight. Well, I'm I'm on my ominous now, which is that yep. um, that double brown ale. This time I'm going throwback. I had my own my glass, which. See, when I get these glasses, my patrons, see, here's something I do for my patrons, because um, I also have Patreon. This is a 20-ouncer, so when you get the tall boy, like that, and when you pour it in, sometimes if you've got a traditional pint glass, you've got that little bit left over in the bottom, you have to wait, sip, sip, uh, pour it of in. Of course. The whole can with the head fits in the 20-ounce glass. So wow. That is that is by design. Now, this one, hmm. I've got out of Bull Island Brewing out of Hampton, Virginia. My hometown's called, Bull, uh, it was nicknamed Bull Island, but for some reason... The city wasn't allowed to have a brewery in it, so they went one town over to Hampton, um, which is not the Hampton Roads. It's all in that same area. But so I've got the uh, the the bad weather, so I got the the local stuff with the local glass. My twenty year high school reunion was at this place, so that is uh, that is what I'm at. like. Hey, bracket time! I, I'm I'm just geared up because I'm sitting there and I'm looking at all the breweries that I've been to, and when I see Malt Madness, I'm like, yeah. And and for the sake of the teams, I, I believe I'm only drinking beers from teams or breweries that are involved in it. Prize, I've got some good stuff in the fridge, but they weren't involved this time. Ooh. So next time, I will uh, I will partake in the prize when they're on the show. Have Amazing. you played feather bowling? No. Have you been to Prize? I have been there to pick up their state fair beer. That's the only oh, time okay. I've stepped foot That's in the fair. place, and I'm like, holy crap, this place is awesome. Okay, well, just so you know, in the future, they've got a game there. It's called feather bowling. It's very, very, um lawn bowling ask if you've been out to Brits, but it's basically a, a half pipe of, you know, fake turf grass. And you have a puck shaped 
like wood object bigger though that you basically roll across the grass and try and land as close to the feather as possible and if you overthrow it it's just off the board i don't describe it very well but it's fun I hey, you, did, you. you did a pretty good job yeah I've, I've described it before and that was definitely not one of my better showings but um aside from obviously all the great breweries on the bracket which i'll, I'll get your thoughts here in a second who are just some of your top breweries across the board that you know you frequently either attend or get beers from at total wine well total wine usually is not my first place to get them because there's there's i'll give i will give saint anthony village wine and spirits a plug here because they've okay. got two locations within close and if one doesn't have what i'm looking for the other will although now it's to the point where i will probably go to the tap rooms and pick up crowlers and things like uh yeah. when i first got here fair state you know i'm, I'm rocking a hat right now because uh I, I found a pretty good deal on them um, I knew about Surly coming into the state, but I really hadn't really dove into the craft beer scene here yet. But Fair State was one of the first ones that uh, that I discovered. Of course, then uh, Liftbridge with the Farm Girl was was a real quick favorite. Uh, there's a joke in there somewhere, but ultimately it's it's really kind of of rotated. I think Prize is is up there right now. Their course correct has jumped to the front of the line as far as one of my favorite hazies. Uh, but but I like going to the just random place like Crosby. My my in laws live up up north yep. of Aiken. So at Cuyuna, I was in Cuyuna. I've got a couple glasses back here from there. They yeah. had a really, they had a really good, good selection. I like their their amber that they had. Uh, um, my names are my names of the certain beers are mis, mis, uh, escaping me for, for some of these places. But you know, coming up Tillian, right off of 52, when I was covering an event in Rochester, uh, they had a you know I'm not a huge milkshake IPA guy, but they had a a mango. I sampled a mango milkshake IPA, which is again really not my 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 wheelhouse but i'm like mango milkshake interesting and and i say you know what i need a crowler of that to go that just it was i need more of that because i just i got a little <laughs> flight but you know barley john's is a brew pub up here that usually has pretty good rotators and their their stuff that they brew on you know their their old number nine porter is super good and they've got this this multi english style ipa that is just it's amazing really kind of opened my my palate into getting into the hoppy and maltier stuff i i tend to lean okay. more maltier with some of those things but you know Surly has those, you know, those small batch series that I like to get just because I do like trying new things. But mm. uh, <clears throat> if there's something on tap, I usually look for Castle Danger. Uh, you know, Castle Cream Ale has been in my fridge pretty much since I moved here. I was I, I actually stopped by there before they had their new location in Two Harbors when it was just like a campsite type of thing. Because my, my in-laws live, uh, my brother-in-law lives north of Silver Bay. So yeah. there's really not much to do up there other than, uh, you know, mine and uh, and drink castle danger so uh, they've got a pretty cool <laughs> tap room in, in two harbors so uh, i'd say castle castle danger indeed bent paddle you know indeed's pistachio cream ale might have been the best beer i had this summer pistachio uh, cream ale dude I love it pistachio. doesn't it, it's it you know i had somebody at, at the store go this is really good i said yeah this is the third time i've, I've gotten it this summer so usually <laughs> i like to rotate what i've got but castle cream typically stays in there Damn. in there year round so those are you know, and I'm always looking to try new things. I've only been to about 20, 25 breweries here in the state, and I know that there's we're approaching 200. So uh, it's it's you know if it's a tap room, I'm looking. For, I'm always looking to try something new, but there's still there's still the beers that will always stay in the fridge. And and God. like for example, Castle Cream is one that's 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 my fridge beer. That's my lawnmower beer. Jason, you would love <laughs> you would love BC man because I, I say like the, the province of British Columbia and the state of hockey are probably the two best craft beer state and provinces you know well, in North America. And you've America got right a now. really really good wrestling program there at Simon Fraser University, men and women. Yes, we so do. Go, yes, go over we to Burnaby, do. You know, oh, 
I Jason, we're gonna be best friends, man. Um, all right, let's talk more about the the malt madness bracket on the other side. Thanks to everyone tuning into the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and to everyone listening to episode 103 of the Soda Pod on the podcast. We're talking all things malt madness, and we'll wrap up the show on the other side. You're listening to the Soda Pod brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? This is Brendan. This is Taylor. And we are Straight Up Sabres, covering the Buffalo Sabres for the Hockey Podcast Network. That's right. You can hear us every Monday and Thursday on Hockey Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Straight Sabres or follow us on Facebook at Straight Up Sabres. We are very excited to bring you all of the latest coverage of what is surprisingly seeming to be a pretty exciting Sabres season ahead. That's right. The Rasmus Ristolainen breakout season is here. You can only hear it every Monday and Thursday. Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Jason, uh, either refilling or draining the main vein. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Malt Madness here. We'll bring him back on here in a, in a second. He just he was not expecting that video, I think, is what happened there. He had to, <laughs> He's doing a little dance uh, to too much from handle. Do a little I, Warren G. What? What? I mean, it's like sixteen in the clip and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in the hole. What the hell was that? See, our producer, <laughs> our producer uh, does amazing things. Producer Pigeon over here. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard. I've heard about this Pigeon fellow. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the producers we have here on staff at the Hockey Podcast Network uh, does uh, does work with a couple shows here um really really has been taking the soda pod to the next level with uh the various actual promo videos um oh here, here he is right now pigeon jason official uh official meet here on the soda pod live is he sitting on the other side of you or are you guys in two different places with the oh no it's right right next to me okay right next to me here <laughs> just studio, curious yeah. how, i wasn't i'm not sure how the sausage is made with this show yet so yeah i mean <laughs> i could see how that could put your Brain a little bit of a pretzel. Well, you know, I work in podcasting, so it's sitting there. I'm, you know, once I'm since StreamYards come around, I'm like, crap, that's gonna save me a lot of stuff because I'm waiting. The pandemic, man, I'm supposed to be having guests over here. The idea is to sit and watch this TV here and okay. do like kind of a Joe Rogan fight companion kind of thing where Friday right. nights yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll sit at the bar, drink Minnesota craft beer, talk about what we're drinking, watching wrestling while not illegally streaming it. <laughs> and then adding, you know, that's the thing. It's like this, this speakeasy was in, in StreamYard and, and have the chat like this is, that's what I want to do, but we don't have a wrestling season yet. So shit. No, I hear you. I mean, we, we had our whole studio set up too, and, you know, trying to get a bunch of live guests, but with, uh, with everything in regards to this pandemic, you know, StreamYard is going to have to do, and to be honest, they're, they're a kick-ass company. We really love uh, working with them here at the Hockey Podcast Network. We will run one last actual promo. Don't worry to those listening on the podcast and viewing, uh, but uh, that's uh, that's something special. Now uh, now staple here of uh, of the Soda Pod, but let's talk about Malt Madness as Hoppy, as he shakes his head there. This is, this um, is what I've been waiting for. I love it, yeah. <laughs> Put together an unbelievable bracket of, you know, the first annual Malt Madness. I'll hand it over to you, Hoppy, as this is uh, your baby, and it's doing, uh, it's, it's doing a great job here as far as gaining traction, and the interaction has been outstanding. Yeah, and again, just imagine where it's going to go next go-around when we double... The breweries that are in on it, it's just tough when we uh, tried to stuff it in as quick as possible for episode 100 and uh, (laughs) 
Oh, we got 32. So that's it's a good start. But uh, th this first bracket here, uh, Death Valley, as we've coined it, you can call it the Hops Division. You can call it St. Paul. Um, just want to get your opinion here, Jason, because these are both, you know, very competitive matchups here. Where do you lean on both? Well, I'm drinking a bad weather right now. I'm still trying to find their white stout. They say they're they're, can oh. they're canning it year round now. I've had it. It's so good. It it's is amazing. so hard to find, at least in my part of the metro. So, um, haven't been to their tap room yet. Do like their beers. I do like this brown ale. Now, Blackstack, I'm I've had a couple of. The, I know they're 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 into those, especially those double dry hopped. Uh, you know, hazy's like okay. So I went out there probably three weeks ago to get try to get my hands on that. Uh, I remember my first check-in untapped. Uh, they were one of the few, they were the only one in Minnesota that were brewing something and they weren't even on the initial list. So I, I see the release on Twitter on Saturday. I'm like, well, you know, I've got two kids. I can't just get out and get to a tap room and come back, you know, at the drop of a hat. So I'm like, okay, I got Monday. I'll go down there right when they open. Well, they were out and I didn't see anything on, on social. I didn't, I'm not really huge on Instagram. I, I'm, I'm there, but Mainly Twitter's where I live because that's where most of my followers are. So I was I get there and they're like, We're out. And I'm like, Well, there's no way I would have known it. It's like, yeah, it was a small batch. So I was pretty, pretty pissed, to be honest with you, that <clears throat> there wasn't a whole lot, there was nothing on the website, nothing that says they were out. So uh, I had had this issue with Liftbridge uh prior uh with their state cool. fair beer and trying to get the mini donut beer, and I, I didn't feel like I was treated very well as a customer. And I, I kind of went a little I I kind of went postal. Uh, in some ways on Twitter about, you know, how Liftridge really didn't didn't I didn't feel like they did a good good enough job in explaining how people if oh they're sold out. The only way you could have gotten this was the pre-sale. If you come out like, you know, there was a lot I didn't know about when I drove 30 minutes out to Stillwater to get this. Well, I called Blackstack back because I didn't want that to happen. I called him right back. I said, hey, I just called um, just my suggestions on, you know, as a consumer first time out here and the staff's like, We'll, we'll, you know, we'll offer you a beer. And I'm like, you know, you know, you know, it's yeah. Okay. I'm not going to say no to a beer, but then I said, you know what? I'm here. You, you guys are trying to make us right. Let me, I'll buy a couple crowlers. And they offered, you know, and they said, I had my card out ready to go. She goes, no, they're good. I'm like, okay, well that, that little bit right there, that customer service, they, they know that there was a customer disappointed uh, since then, I've had a conversation with their social media, and, and you know, I'm now following them on Instagram. So this won't happen again. But how they handled that situation, being a, a disappointed customer going there for the first time and being let down, they handled it very, very well. So I will always give Blackstack the benefit of the doubt when it comes to customer service. Now, their beers are freaking awesome. So is nothing worse than than disliking a brewery with awesome beers for something that you know as uh, you know a customer. Oh man, I've so. got a couple, Jason. I, we we can talk off pod about it, but I've got no, a no, couple. No, please, please talk about just, them on the podcast. Okay, so never been to Barrel Three. Don't recall drinking anything. You know what? No, I did have something out of the beer dabbler, which Hoppy. I don't know if you're familiar with the dabbler, but I've gotten twenty four super awesome beers the last two months out of this thing that aren't exactly easy to find. So. Um, I, I can't really tell you from experience on, on the beer dab uh, on, on uh, barrel theory, but 10 whiskers just, I really like their, you know, that, I mean, I've had the, the nut goodie wasn't a big fan of their pink lemonade, uh, dream state, but I did love the cherry and I've got that. I've got the deep space brine still in the fridge, the dill pickle <laughs> beer, it's, the call it's different, surprisingly man. It's awesome. So okay, I, I'm I'm very eager to try that one. Was the pink lemonade or the, I, the that lemon? one didn't hit me right? Well. Was that one a like sour? Was that one a sour? No, 
but see, that's the issue. If they would have made it a sour, mm. maybe it would have flown, you know, because then you would have been going into it expecting lemon well, versus the, the it, apricot, the apricot, however you want to say it. Yeah, but that's different, from. right? Because that's not a sour, you know, that's not a sour flavor. That's that you can get away with that as far as like a sweet beer. But I'd feel like if you're going lemon, you, you got to make that a sour. No, mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's my two cents. My favorite sour on the planet doesn't even exist in this state. It's, it's beatnik out of exile brewing in, in Des Moines. That introduced me to sours, and it's you know what you try to find a sour that's that's like the best sour you've ever had, and it's so I've yet hard to find one. To sir. Uh, you know, if you make it down one. to Iowa, there's a lot of good beers down south. Then you know, well, the you know the wild, the Iowa. If you go see an Iowa Wild game, you make a road trip, go Buddy, to Exile. You can tie I'm it com- in Minnesota that way. I'm going. I'm going. I can't wait to come out that way. Honestly, people are like you know, are you excited to do the Euro trip and stuff? Like, no, man, I'm fucking stoked to go to Iowa and Minnesota, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, I spent I spent I spent a lot of time in Iowa wrestling. So all right, where are we at here? Which let's see which bracket we got here. Yep, now we're uh to the top right bracket. Uh, I believe this one was yeast, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh we got bent paddle and lupulin. I've had a handful of, of lupulin beers. Bent paddle, I had a <laughs> had a disappointing experience with them. That was not their fault. That was I go up to Duluth again. We got the family up up in Silver Bay. I was like, okay, well Monday uh, we're not going back until later. I can go to the tap room. Well, I go look it up. They're closed on Monday. It's like son of a bitch. <laughs> so bad. Year later, we finally go up there again. I take an Uber over, have a couple of flights. I'm like, this is good. Just it's it's just such a good scene at Bent Paddle. Their beers are good. I love their coffee press uh, black. I like, you know, they've got, they had this roof rack. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I don't think they brewed it this year, but it was just, I haven't had a bad beer there either. So, uh, you know, between that, I had to lean Ben Paddle just based on familiarity. Um, Omni, what's the other, bra- oh, what's the other one down there? I can't quite see the logo from there. Uh, Omni Mankato. Oh, Mankato. I had a, I pulled a sampler from there about three months ago and, I think they had a Vienna lager in that batch that was just stellar if I'm if I'm remembering it correctly. So again, familiarity will lead me to go bent paddle and probably you know Omni had a had a couple beers. I know my friends work really close to there so they 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 stop by their tap room often. Uh, I think it's a coin flip with Mankato and Omni just again I don't don't really know it, but uh, bent paddle's probably you know one of my go-to's out of out of all of these. I think it's kind of the standard. They wouldn't be on my wall unless they weren't freaking phenomenal. Oh, this one hurts my heart. You know, you guys, what was it? The, the Toronto, Boston, whatever bracket you guys were talking about. This one hurts my heart because I love every uh-huh. single one of these breweries and it, it's painful. And, you know, Finnegan's going out in the first round. Are you kidding me? Utapils is amazing. Fulton was really the first go-to, bre- again, customer service. They had the Hefeweedies that I tried to get my hands on. <laughs> Reached out for the uh, to the social media manager. They were going to grab a four pack for me, but I eventually had to go to like Kerplakistan or something came back. That guy was on vacation. I said, well, we, we don't know where it is. Well, let, let us give you, you know, we got some, some lonely blonde that just came off the line for your trouble. So, you know, Fulton will always be near and dear to my heart because you know, you, 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 you can't really go wrong with their stuff. Uda pills. That's I, I, when I filled out my bracket, I'm like, I want them to win this. Cause I love their styles of beer. I just, it's, it's phenomenal. They got that alt beer. They got the broom stacker, which is amazing. And then Insight, we I've done a podcast from Insight with uh, it's it's a Minnesota wrestling favorite amongst those that are at the senior level beyond the University of Minnesota and nice. Modest. I mean, I heard you guys talk about it earlier. First call, 
was was my introduction to coffee coffee lagers and it was just like wow so so good that's the thing that's you guys have picked 32 and maybe that's all we could get you guys some really good 32 here because finnegan's in any other day i mean it's a coin flip abel has their their black wolf stout is one of my favorites so i mean i've just picked up the finnegan's uh they had the the lager that they just put out uh for the the firefighters i'm just like man yeah i'm geeking out right now about all this stuff i'm not going to give you any stuff i've just I, I my favorite of all these four is 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 Utapils, but again, there's not a bad beer to be had in this bag. Well, they're they're currently barely eking by. They made a big turnaround against Fulton, but going off that first call, you see who Modest matched up with in that first round. Uh, Birches on the Lake. They have a phenomenal golden chocolate and coffee lager that I highly recommend you try. If you yeah, like that's not call. that's not a brewery I'm familiar with, but uh, everything else. Freehouse, I've not been there yet. That oh, is that's on my list of places to go. I know that they there's a the, the Minnesota Beer Cast, another beer podcast here in the state, which I've actually also been a guest on. And sadly, <laughs> that show I don't think ever aired because it was about the wrestling fans coming into Minnesota and what breweries they should go to. It was a crossover, it was a collab, so to speak. And they were on my you know I put it on my show there, and vice versa. It didn't get to happen, so. Uh, yeah, so we we talked about the, they talk about the free house all the time on that show. Yeah, Isha got really excited when my brother brought up the giant chicken that he gets at free house. I mean, <laughs> a rotisserie chicken, I'm sold. Even if right, the beer yeah. is bad, I knew I said I wasn't going to bring them up, but you know, one of the weirdness the outside. I've, I'm now going with the prize. They're not in this one. The outside the grid Stroop waffle pastry stout. Yeah, I had I had those. It's... The w- waffle pastry stout. Interesting. Ish, I had it on one of the episodes, man. Stroop waffle. It's Dutch. Okay, okay. It's like those little waffles you get when no, you, yeah, yeah, you, go, yeah, you yeah. fly KLM. <laughs> or you go through Amsterdam on any airport trip. I got to start bringing on some stouts here for, for the hoppy hour because they're they're popping up everywhere in the in the liquor stores now, hoppy. And, I uh, want sa- more black lagers, to be honest with you. Oh. I was in Slovakia in 2018 for Junior Worlds and those you know, the Czech beer is, is phenomenal. We find this little local, it was like a bunker in Trnava, Slovakia. You've never heard of it because uh, nobody's ever heard of Trnava, Slovakia. Well, it's this, <laughs> it's called local pub and it was local <laughs> craft beers. And we, it's just, you go down in this like bunker and I, we were there all week and I was like, okay. And they had this super, like it almost tasted like grape nuts kind of cereal. Like it was this <laughs> thick, dark, it was a black lager. It wasn't a stout. And I'm just like, I need to find this. Somebody needs to brew this because I've never had anything like it in the States ever. And I just hit my 1,000th check-in on Untapped. So I've been trying. So, yeah. Go to the beer in Slovakia is A+. plus. I did block lo- a black lager at – there's a brewery when I lived in Calgary, Alberta. There's a brewery there that's just like – it's an international brewery so or an international brew pub, rather. And all they do is serve, you know, the, the, the crazy spears or just yeah. – different beers from all around the world. And that's, yeah, that's where I actually first had that was, was there. I tried to do like, I went in there thinking, okay, I'm not going to overdo it tonight, which I was 19 at the time. So naturally I did overdo it. And I think I tried like 10 different countries. Um, and then, uh, I think well, I can. That's, that's what, you know, what's, it's, what's so the drinking, somebody drove me. What's the drinking know. age up there in Kanakistan? Is it 18? <laughs> in, uh, well, certain in, in Alberta, it is 18. Yeah. Okay. There's, so here's the, here's the thing you got. No rats in Alberta, and the drinking age is eighteen. Of course, you're going to act stupid. That's the greatest thing oh, in the world. That's it was, I love that province. I love it Alberta. Was the, oh, it was the, it was some of the best, the two best years of my life. Calgary, Alberta. Shout out. Yeah, my freshman year in college. 
best two years of my life. <laughs> All right, now this one, again, I, I gave you my issues with Liftbridge. That does, that's not a knock on their beer because their beer is great. Invictus is, uh, of all these, they're, they're probably about five miles from where I sit. Um, went there. I was kind of disappointed because I like Bigwood and Invictus because they were both matched up right on round one. Spent my 40th, 41st birthday at Bigwood. My wife picked out a brew pub or a brewery. We went out to White Bear. She used to live out there. And it's like, okay, first time I'd win there. They had a state fair beer there that was it wasn't my favorite. They had a, I think it was a chocolate chip cookie beer with a sugar lined rim and, and chocolate chips. It was, you know, okay, the novelty. But I think the rest of their beers were were, were super good. Invictus has uh, has some pretty good darker beers that I, that I tend to like. So uh, it's it's relatively new. This you know Torg is I have to pass Torg to get to Invictus. So it's one of those things like I usually never make it to Invictus because I usually stop at Torg first. <laughs> but uh, Invictus is it's new on the scene from and I again they've got you guys talked about the food there uh, with with the giant you know it's a separate technically business that's in that 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 room there but. Oh man, it's kind of one of those things where you you do you question. Okay, I just had a flight or two of these. Do I get a milkshake for the ride home? It's it's, it's they're too good to 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 miss. So Invictus is is pretty high on my list. I'm glad to see they're, them starting to you know hit cans in, in the stores pretty close versus driving out there and, and filling up uh, getting three or four growlers, crowlers rather. Well, that's one of the tightest poles right here actually in this round is Liftbridge and Invictus. They're that's they're neck and neck. Hey man, like the whole. Hard work beats talent when talent stops working hard. We got Invictus and Utapels who were heavily outmatched just based on like followings for the breweries they're going up against. They have been going nuts. They've been retweeting, sharing nonstop. They've been getting friends of the brewery to retweet. Like you go look down at the matchup here between Invictus and Liftbridge. There's like 11 retweets of that matchup. And they are all in favor of Invictus. I love Invictus it. Well, is, it's solid. It's just solid. I mean, and they're only going to get better as as they they learn what type of people are coming up to Blaine. I mean, <laughs> if if that's that's North Metro. I mean, that's not like yep. you know. Okay, I'm in New Brighton, so I'm like right off 694. Which okay, uh, you got to get you got to go a little bit further down there. And sometimes Central is not good with the traffic. So getting the Invictus from like the city's proper is kind of sometimes a hindrance, but. There's a lot of beer drinkers in Blaine, right? So <laughs> they're not going to have a problem with 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 the crowds once things lighten up because well, it's a cool place to have a beer. It really and is. being right by the National Sports Center certainly doesn't hurt. Not yeah, I mean even though that uh, that other that 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 football team, the uh, the soccer, if you will, has has gone from playing there to to playing in a in a, in a slug like thing. I think that thing looks like a giant metal slug. <laughs> Allianz Field right there at 94. I haven't, I haven't been to a game yet, but uh, it, it, I think that building just looks like a giant slug. Uh, before I will we go not be appearing on the Minnesota United Beer Podcast, by the way. Not anytime soon. <laughs> but before uh, before we go through uh, the results of actually the current results, because one more day left in voting for this round. Um, do you already talk about Excelsior and Unmapped? Neither of those are – I think I had – Excelsiors, I think it was like a they had like a strawberry wheat kind of thing, um, not that long ago, maybe a year or two, and I just they're really not high up on like I don't I don't see them a lot in my area, so okay. that kind of affects it. And unmapped, I believe they had something in the dabbler, and I'm if I'm not mistaken, it was a smoked pumpkin brown ale or something. It did not hit well. Okay. So I can't really judge the entire brewery over a yeah, rare I'm not, beer. Yeah, I'm not a pumpkin beer guy at all. Yeah, no, well, I, 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 like, I have 
I, I haven't tried one and I'm not going to. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, we had some friends over. And so I was like, oh, the dabbler normally was like for me to spend, a, you know, two weeks on. So it's like, well, eight of the 12 beers were gone as we as we did the Minnesota thing. We played sequence and then drank some beers with some some <laughs> friends. It's like, all right, well, we got the dabbler. We got the nice little glasses. And it was actually a pretty good way to, to sample them because uh, we've been done our distancing. Oh, man. This is uh this has been one wicked wicked round for sure on the voting. All right, Hoppy, let's go through them quick before we wrap up the show here. We got them on screen for those uh, watching the live stream and for those listening to the podcast. Hoppy will will uh, run down what the current uh, what the current matchups look like. Yep, currently too close to call. Bad weather versus Blackstack, just over forty seven percent to just over fifty two percent. That one's going to come down to the wire. We'll see if over- either of them step in. Over 200 votes, so thanks to everybody participating. Yep. Then we've got Barrel Theory and Tin Whiskers. It's certainly not over, but right now it's looking like Barrel Theory has it wrapped up, 60 to 40. Then we've got Fulton and Utapils, and I know, Jason, uh, look away That one hurts quick. my I'm heart, sorry. man, because there's no wrong answer there. <laughs> there's no wrong answer with Fulton and Utapils. Hey, you, you did say you want Utapils in the Final Four, so and I am gonna say get that your I, wish, but that one's I even still said that, trying to well. win. I'm trying to win that, that gift card or gift whatever you guys did. So I, I threw my five Utapils was in my Final Four in my <laughs> uh, my Apple Podcast review, and I did. I will say I did vote for Utapils in that that matchup, though. There you go. And then uh, Isha, if you recall, Joey and I were uh, pretty, pretty opposed to each other on this one. I was uh, very strong that Modest would win. He thought Insight would clean him out. Looking like it's going to go my way in this yeah, one. But Modest it's taking about it. two thirds to one third. Again, we've still got time, but probably not going to be enough time to fix that. I voted Insight uh, here, probably on the strength of their naming and the Devil's Companion, which is probably my favorite porter in the area. Okay. Bent Paddle, Lupulin, 57 to 42. Eh, it's 1% off, whatever. I'm not dealing with these decimals. Um, <laughs> Omni versus Mankato. Omni with a big performance, almost 80% of the vote. Was that they surprising to you? The soda pod slayers that, that's sealed. They've knocked out two of our guests in the first two <laughs> rounds, and they've done it in convincing fashion. Is it surprising you that they're just wiping wiping the board? Um, well, uh, Mankato didn't get super active in this one. They've had some stuff going on. The owner kind of let me know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not really paying much attention. So that certainly didn't help them, but, uh, it was actually on, a close matchup in the first round against Waconia. I think it ended up being like within 15%. So that one was tight. Um, now Hoppy, here's my question. Now where you're at in the Metro, yep. do you get access to Mankato brewing? Cause I don't see it up here. There's some, there's not a ton. I know a lot of their distribution isn't in the cities. It's more in the surrounding suburbs. And I don't think it's been as much on the North side, but uh, Tim Tupi, who's jumped on the podcast with us did say that that's something that's coming up for them. So I don't know when, but he just hasn't really pushed into like Minneapolis, St. Paul. I'm in Richfield. So like just hasn't really gotten in there, but you can go to really any of the bordering suburbs and you should be able to find it. I found it as far north as Princeton, which is, you know, it's one of those places I stop on the way back because it's where where my my wife's from originally. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you get a lot. They they're one of their bottle shops is is definitely big on the samplers. So I think I picked I picked up a Mankato sampler from there, and that's how I got them. And that was an hour, you know, forty five minutes north of where I'm at. So I'd yeah. love to get more Mankato brewing up here because I, I've not had a bad beer from them yet. 
No, man, they're great. And obviously, as you're trying to get more into hockey, maybe one of these times we'll have to go down and catch a game in Mankato, college hockey, and check out the brewery itself. You had me at never mind. Now <laughs> you had me at beer. Yes, beer. yes. Um, the big matchup here. Isha, tell me what's the vote count at here with Lift Bridge and Invictus? Fifty-two percent. No, no, no. Count oh, the of vote votes. count. Sorry, three hundred and twenty votes. They are destroying everyone else. Invictus. Hey. They're putting the effort in. I'm pulling for them in this one. And if they hold on, like kudos to them, they might be a dark horse to win this whole thing because they clearly care and they want to win. And the question is, like who, who runs the Soda Pod account? We got equal stakes in it, Hoppy and myself. Well, I was going to say, somebody's pulling for somebody. Somebody's got the check mark showing who they voted for here. That's not me. Hmm. Oh, that's uh, that's the that's producer Pigeon. Let's here. blame that on Pigeon. Yeah. Pigeon, I'm, 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 come on. It, I mean, Pigeon. We, I mean, Joey's has already ousted him for some of his, uh, some of his takes. Boys, it was on the fly. I just checkmarked the the first one I saw. Yeah, at least he's participating. He, he literally picked the top one in each matchup. <laughs> I, that's, that's exactly what I did. People like that are, are, are the people who win basketball pools in the NCAA tournament. You're just like, oh, it's like Phyllis well, from the office. Oh, look at all the clovers. <laughs> well, did you boys want to see the results or no? Come on now. Come on, <laughs> Come on Hoppy. <laughs> I mean, we only have one more, so I don't really care. Um, <laughs> Unmapped and Excelsior, also a really tight race, mm -hmm. 55 to 45. And we, we saw last round, Excelsior was counted out. They came in and retweeted it and said, five hours left, please vote. They got past <laughs> one of my personal favorites in back channel. They might do it again here. Yeah, that. they got like 40 votes within like just right, right after retweeting that. <laughs> oh man. Well, there you have it. The sweet 16 of malt madness. Really excited to, to keep this thing going. A couple rounds left here and this won't be a, well, this is the first of many uh, brackets we got. We got coming on the soda pod. Obviously this one's going to be a yearly thing. We have uh, some collaborations going on with some beer. Uh, well, some breweries out here on the West coast that we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do some special uh, for the next one. So stay tuned. Um, Jason, thanks for joining the show, buddy. This was, this was outstanding talking hockeys and brews, my friend and sports in general. I uh, geek out when it comes to talking beer and, and sports in general. Cause it's, you know, I, I talk about this a lot with my friends anyway, but it's not, I was like, all right. Cause it's not me running the show. That's one thing. It's I don't have to sit there and I, I don't have to edit this stuff. I don't have to post this stuff. I'm not worried about it. Oh, I yeah. You just, I love it. You just get a kickback. And then anytime you want to join the show, man, and uh, you, well, the keys to the we castle are yours. You're going to have eventually have a remote, you know, soda pod on location here when, when the pandemic ends up. Yes. And, and, and although I am impressed by this, this man's collection of growlers. And uh, that is that is that is solid. He's got some good good bourbon there up on the wall too. I've been to Buffalo Trace. I've been to Woodford. So uh, oh, yeah, I've got, I want to get some, out there. Trust me. I've got let's see what my bottle. I got, I got a Barley Johns over here. I got Bent. I got Junkyard. I got a couple of Cayune over there. One of them over there is is a brew pub I used to work at in when I was a bouncer. I was nineteen. This is before the craft beer thing even hit. Now it's been leveled. It was just like back in, in Virginia, the craft beer scene hadn't hit. And it's like, oh, well, wait, $9 for a pitcher of Peninsula Gold, which was like the Bud Light of, and it's like the brewer's like, yeah, I'm making this crap beer, this this crap lager that no everybody thinks is just like, because they drink $5 pitchers of Bud Light. Far ahead of its time. A place like that would be golden now. And it was, you know, so my first growler is is from the Atlanta Beer Garden from Newport News, Virginia. 
And then I've got one from the Lancaster Brewing Company, which was in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is where I used to live. I wasn't into that yet, but I did uh, did have a fond affinity for for Yingling, or as we call it in Pennsylvania, lager. I should have some <laughs> of those Hershey chocolate porters coming my way via, I'm not going to really say how, because it might not be legal in this country, or it's definitely, <laughs> not, definitely not crossing the border of the 49th parallel. But uh, yeah, been been doing some trading, and uh, I, I'm impressed with your 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 ensemble there, your backdrop. So it's... Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I it does so not at all compare to the man really cave, the but maybe one day. Well, yeah, literally, it's going to happen. Cave. It'll happen. Maybe we'll get to BC one day, too. And I can't wait to bring you both out. Um, Vancouver's on my list of places to go. I've been to Vancouver, Washington. Way different, I hear. Vancouver (laughs) Island, Jason. Get it right. Well, (laughs) my buddy does a a podcast uh, about podcasting, and he lives on Vancouver Island. So, Oh, Isha, this is like an all-time favorite for me. It's not just confusing Vancouver Island with Vancouver, British Columbia. Now now I'm going to say that Vancouver, Washington oh, is the same don't. thing as Vancouver Island. Oh, please no, dude, that's there's a whole state between it because Vancouver, Washington's like on the south end of it's like across from Portland. So you gotta go through the entire state of Washington just to get to Vancouver and Vancouver Island. See, Isha just gets really riled up whenever you say that Vancouver Island is like one and the same with Vancouver. It's like Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania, which is in the middle of Pennsylvania. It is not in New Jersey, nor it is near a shore. So that is yes. kind of like Vancouver, Washington. It's not Vancouver Island, and it's not in Kanakistan. <laughs> Kanakistan. I love it. Uh, Jason, before we let you go there, uh, do you have anything you want to plug for our listeners? Uh, what do you got coming up with? Uh, I know you you laid down your entire background and, and sports career, but what, what are some projects you got coming up? Uh, anything to plug for our listeners? Well, I'm at matttalkonline.com. My Twitter is my handle down there. So what you'll see is very randomness. I will Bitch about my fantasy football team, which sucks. Uh, I am one in nine and have not hit my projected point totals at all, except for maybe one week this year. So I'll, I'll tweet about beer, stupid memes, a lot of wrestling, a lot of snark and sarcasm movies. Uh, that is my personal account, but it's also I, I cover a sport I love. So you're going to get a lot of co- if you're interested in college and Olympic level wrestling. Uh, I'm dare I say the best independent source of that. There are bigger companies out there that have media things, whatever, but I'm just me. I got a staff of 10 fingers and I've got, I've done over 2,700 podcasts. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen the, the best stuff in the world and I'm easily accessible. You got a quite, you, you got a question about beer, Minnesota. You're not from here. You, you know, Hey, you, you live near Barley John's. Yes. Before the pandemic, I was having lunch there at least two, three times a month. Cause it's awesome. Who doesn't want a good Cobb salad or a good like Philly dip for French dip with a, with a nice, you know, 6% English style, IPA, it's it's a glorious thing. But I, I love talking beer. I love talking. I, hey, if you you got anything you can drop on me that is 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 awesome about hockey, one of my favorite things is going to a, a wild game and then stopping at New Bohemia with like the fifty taps that they have. Yeah, one of the few that are still open. So uh, you know, hey, thanks for being. I mean, like I said, I was telling how I am so excited to have found this show because it's just, oh man, I, you know, I, I get to geek out and just I don't I don't have to be the uptight business journalistic <laughs> whatever. And have to worry about posting this show. Great. I got to cut out how many beeps and whatnot. Nope. None of that. Having a good time on a Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. So uh, matttalkonline.com is the short. Well, that's a long answer to a short question is where you can find me and my podcasts. And uh, I, I periodically will make appearances talking about stuff. But uh, I, I'm just goofy guy that likes beer and sports. So that's 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 pretty much the uh, the Cliff Notes version. 
And I mean, again, folks, if you are just listening on the podcast and not viewing right now, it's at Jason M. Bryant, who has done 2,700 podcasts. I'm at number 40. Who owned the Chiefs? <laughs> owns. Owns. I had to get a oh, real quick last wrestling story real quick. I know you got to wrap up. <laughs> I'm announcing the NCAA championships in St. Louis at which is now it's something else now. It's Scott Trade Center. Well, they do the anthem like the St. Louis Blues anthem. So they've got the organ. It's like, dun, 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 dun. so I, every year that every day that this thing started and they're playing the organ anthem, and I'm sitting there just going, listen to the fucking song. That's all that's running through my head the entire time. And me and my co-announcer just keep just, we're just like, listen to the fucking song. That's all we can laugh about. It's because that scene of Slapshot will, I mean, that seminal moment. I've, I've turned on so many people to that movie and they become hockey fans because of it. Just, I just, that's, that's my my last hockey wrestling tie-in is when you hear the anthem at the NCAAs in St. Louis, you're going to hear me. You just think to yourself, I'm listening to the fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> Saved all the F-bombs for the end, guys. Thank you. We <laughs> love it. Jason Bryant, we'll see you again soon, my man. Uh, we're going to throw one quick clip to uh, – we were just uh, – I was just watching the Stick Hungry podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, and uh, we're going to just show a little promo of them. They had the Armstrong brothers on as guests uh, shooting the breeze with Kyle McLaren on the other side of the Soda Pod Hill. We'll wrap things up, but be sure to give Jason some love and the Stick Hungry podcast some love. You're listening to Episode 103 of the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Just so you guys know, I, I brought a guest on the show over here. Oh, we're joined by Colby Armstrong here. now. Colby, There's the real Armstrong. How's it going, man? Yeah, he's, he just pops in. I'm, I'm at his house right now uh, visiting for Thanksgiving. So uh, I, I got to ask you the same question I asked Riley. Who is the better player growing up? Growing up, me. <laughs> okay <laughs> but then after that riles for sure like riles has riles was way faster skater nicer hands probably technically if you could look at a guy's shot much better uh, i would say the thing that separated us and and still separates us to this day fellas is uh iq <laughs> got <he>! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to Jason Bryan for joining us in that uh, that very extended hoppy hour slash hockey talk segment. It was a great interview, and uh, I mean, Jason was just said how he how he's so happy to find this show and connect with us, man. We're so happy that you found the show and we were able to connect with you because that was awesome. And uh, anytime you want to talk sports, hockey, especially when the Minnesota Wild are back playing NHL games, uh, okay. we're happy to have you here on the podcast uh before we wrap everything up hoppy before i run through some housekeeping notes uh is there anything else you want to uh you run down or highlight here on the soda pod no man just everybody vote if you haven't already for mar for malt madness and uh, more importantly now that we've got the tap rooms closing and everything like if you can go out get beers from you know great local breweries hopefully they're all going to get through this second wave of covid um 
Hey, we helped them during the first wave. We can do it again during the second. You know, that's what I told my yeah. friends here on, on the island as well. But no, aside from that, man, take her away. I just want to say one one last stat. Um, man, John Brophy. Uh, he's an ECHL Hall of Famer. Uh, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2009. And I just wanted to highlight his point or just his, some of his stats quick before we wrap things up. Um, at the in 2006, and it, 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 someone may have surpassed it now, but I'm but I'm not sure. He led the ECHL among coaches in regular season wins at 480, 94 playoff game wins, um, and uh, and he again was inducted into the ECHL Hall of Fame. This guy's an absolute beauty. Um, throughout the the like one of, one of the most well known coaches in the ECHL, like he he's an absolute legend in the minors, and you know being part of you know the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, uh, organization, and you know I have his, I had his Wikipedia page up here, and there's so much more that I want to dive into. So that's just another reason and incentive to bring Jason back because this guy's an absolute legend. I know he talked a little bit about his personality and gave a couple stories uh, about him, but I, I'd love to dive into just some of the the hockey stuff as well. You know the X's and O's the goals and assists because this guy was a, an absolute genius when it came to, uh, you know, manning his troops behind the bench. I mean, three, three championships, you know, with, with one team all always making the playoffs in 11 years that that's pretty outstanding. Shane says certified beauty. Yes, he was. And thanks to Shane for joining the soda pod earlier and for, uh, for continuing to comment. Um, couple quick housekeeping notes and we'll wrap things up hoppy said uh be sure to jump on malt madness vote on malt madness at the soda pod you can find myself at vi sports talk you can find hoppy at state of hoppy and thanks to everyone tuning in on soundcloud spotify Titcher, stitcher apple podcast wherever you get your podcast from folks any of the apps uh, the best thing you can do for us today uh, is give us five stars on itunes and apple podcast we don't care what the review what uh is you know it's not for our egos it's just to help us climb the charts on chartable and uh please go check us our website out to the hockey podcast network.com all the new shows coming in for season two uh will be featured there as well and please download any episode on your app of the soda pod before you listen as it just helps our business uh, if you want to help the hosts out on the network that's right dylan and i we don't dip our feet into this pool at all check us out on patreon patreon.com slash the hockey podcast network uh one dollar gets you past the paywall and if you uh if you decide to move up a tier you will be rewarded with some custom thpn swag and the thpn merch store is coming soon ladies and gentlemen uh hopefully we'll have some things out for the holiday season if not just in time for the new year uh, again patreon.com slash the hockey podcast network signing off my name's isha dromi alongside the state of hoppy this has been the soda pod presented by the hockey podcast network you good poppy good don't fear just drink some beer and stay wild